My name is Matt Brown. I have a list in my head of people who doubted. I remember exactly what you said, when you said it, and what you were wearing when you said it. And it, it became personal with me. Three years in. This is your third anniversary show, and here's to many more years to come. Let us continue this journey, and let us continue to grow this brand. With that, let's start the show. What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Bryan, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Friday, October 20th. It's a feel-good Friday, and October 20th is the day that this show was launched. So happy birthday to Productive Conversations, three years old today. Wow, we can really say that we've been doing this for a few years now. And there are many more years to come. There's a lot more grinding to do. There's a lot of growth to do. And there is so many more goals to accomplish. But we are here. We are celebrating our big day. This is no doubt a milestone. And we're out here. Simple as that. And we're going to give you such a special show. This, our third anniversary show. And this, an awesome Feel Good Friday tweet cap. Before we get into it, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter and X at Pod, and we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So this is awesome really awesome. Literally three years ago today, right in the middle of the pandemic, this show started with one goal in mind. We're here to make a brand and to have productive conversations. Simple as that. We have no doubt began the road to accomplish those goals. The first three years have had its ups, its downs, but ultimately we are in a great place three years in and we are doing nothing but continued growth and we are going to continue to push and reach our goals and reach our fullest potential. So this is awesome, a great way to celebrate this great show. We have a very fun tweet cap for you with a mixture of very appealing trending topics and also some life questions, this is going to be one great productive conversation. So get ready for your daily dose of PCP where we talk about Jada Pinkett Smith just going ham during her book tour and maybe emasculating Will Smith along the way. We will talk about that. Britney Spears is releasing a memoir. And oh boy, some juicy details have come out regarding that. Taylor and Travis Kelsey talking about them again. Only this time, there are more paparazzi photos that have come out. And you know what? I'll say it here. They look adorable together. I really hope this works out. Um, I, I was definitely tired of the NFL pushing it down our throats. But once that was done and we could focus on, you know, themselves through, you know, paparazzi photos, it, it they, they look very sweet together. And I'm convinced I am a believer in the Kelsey Taylor Swift relationship and hopefully become something. And uh, we'll get to, we'll get into that. We'll do a little Aaron Rodgers, see if he's going to be able to play again and walk. Logan Paul and Dylan Danis had their match. We'll recap that. Then I have some other fun questions that we will save for a little bit later, like about dating again. And um, are dating apps actually bad or 
or people just, uh, you know, not finding success and blaming it. And we talk about matching with somebody multiple times and um, is unfollowing the ultimate sign of disrespect and some other fun stuff. So seriously, this is a great show. We've been looking forward to it all week. And why don't we continue the celebration and let us start this third anniversary show. Ryan Page and Jose Rivera are here to celebrate the third anniversary of the show and, of course, give us their great talents in breaking down all the crazy things that took place this past week. So let's get to it. Jose and Ryan, it's your guys' turn. Third anniversary show coming at you right now. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. All right. Three years ago today, this podcast, Productive Conversations, launched. We are three years down the line, 275 plus episodes, millions of views on our reels, tens of thousands of downloads, and we're just getting started. So this is our third anniversary show. It's a tweet cap. And as we begin our third year, just want to thank you the greatest fans and listeners in the world for supporting us no matter what and being the best fan base around. And you know what? We're only going to keep leveling up year after year after year. So cheers to three years of this show and let us start the next chapter. Jose and Ryan here for the tweet cap in the third anniversary show. What's up? How's it going, Matt? Happy three years. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Pretty cool stuff, and uh, I have uh, one of my best and favorite panels ever to celebrate with. I really mean that. And uh, (laughs) let's just keep doing what we normally do. So let us begin right here, right now. Let us first start with a huge story this week. Jada Pickett-Smith, everybody. She has released a new memoir, and... uh, a lot of people have been uh, keeping their eye on it. A lot of people are pretty fascinated for what she has to say. And uh, I mean, this book what, for a second, what's the book called? I should know it. Um, worthy. The book is called Worthy. Worthy. So yeah. she's in Worthy. This book talks about, you know, her bout with suicide and uh, her relationship with Tupac Shakur. And obviously the big thing that we'll probably talk about the most is her marriage to Will Smith. And yeah. some people say she has said some very emasculating things, if you will, towards him. But there could also be another perspective on it as well. Um First, Ryan, you uh, actually ch- took the time to check out some of the excerpts. What do yes. you think of uh, the book itself, what she has to say? And then, uh, Jose, what do you think about um, Jada Pinkett and Will Smith? Yeah, I was on Worthy Watch. Um, so, obviously, the big part of this book, the thing that everyone is focusing in on, there's a second book that has a very similar narrative that we'll get into later, also came out this uh, or started to come out this week, but uh, is her relationship to, to Will Smith, um, that slap gets some pretty uh, some pretty detailed coverage, both like some background as to you know what happened there, um, as well as to her own feelings about it, which I thought were particularly interesting. So Matt, I don't know if you knew this, uh, if you saw this, but two things: one or three things. One, Will Smith and Chris Rock don't get along. That's like oh, apparently. Man. 
a thing that, that that's not like yeah will smith and chris rock have got some uh personal and professional beef it's not like serious you know but like they're prior not to the slap that that Correct. that just prior pre-slap that there there were issues there pre-slap uh throughout Uh-oh. their acting career uh number two chris rock when the rumors about the divorce which by the way will and jada both in response to this book she says it in the book he says it in response uh are say that divorce is literally never happening they will not divorce um she said <laughs> that true love oh no i don't know about true love but um uh, we can talk about that in a second but um right when the separation rumors and divorce rumors started spreading apparently chris rock asked uh jada pickett smith out on a date to which she replied that it's not like that and he apologized and he, he didn't press it so this is not like a cancel chris rock moment he just thought they were separate and they were not um mm-hmm. and then the slap the day of the slap the big reveal was she didn't ask him to do that she was shocked that he did it um because they hadn't been together for six years they'd been separated for six years uh, at that point like prior to him slapping her uh, but she said the most shocking thing was that he called her uh, his wife. Uh, she wasn't expecting that, um, but she said it was touching. She actually said that she really, uh, she really appreciated that he called um, her his wife. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I thought that was interesting. I thought that whole bit, all of the Chris Rock stuff, I thought was interesting because I thought it would just be like, you know, a real quick, like, yeah, shouldn't have done it. Right. I thought she would just be like, you know, that's what Chris Rock has said. That's what Will Smith has said. Just kind of like do the professional line. But no, she gave all kinds of detail about, you know, them not getting along, about him asking her out years prior, about her being surprised and about how happy she was at the moment. Not because of the slap, which she knew would be a problem, but because mm-hmm. he said wife, which I was like, this is a weird relationship. <laughs> like that was like that was like a romantic moment because he called her his wife. Um, she was. And so <laughs> but I think it does mean something when I when you gave me this assignment, Matt, obviously the thought process is Jada is weird and she is um, and she makes Will Smith look like a, you know insert you know um a jose what word adjective. would you use okay, yeah, jose, what look- word would you use bitch okay. <laughs> um and so like, that was what i that was the prism with which i was viewing this originally like to look for that and i don't know it feels i mean she does do that but it does feel like perhaps will smith isn't like great at being married right sounds like will smith maybe isn't like awesome at feelings and showing uh love uh he's even said as much now again basically at this point anytime will smith talks everyone just assumes jada made him say it so there's nothing we can do to prove that will smith means any of the things he said in response to this book but after reading the book i kind of believe it might be true and when she's like yeah you know what i probably didn't you know respect some of your the stuff that you were saying when you said it, I kind of did probably just ignore you in ways I shouldn't have. And I apologize, but, um, yep. Uh, and to the divorce thing, the last thing I'll talk about in terms of the, the things to look out for when you read this book, um, Will Smith tried to get a prenup. Now she is not his first wife. She's his second wife. Um, and Mm -hmm. she said, no, and now she's famous too so this is you know to be clear this is not like i just want will smith's money thing she'd been in movies at this point several movies actually will smith tried to get her to come on his show after seeing her in a movie so like you know she had her own you know what As i mean fresh not, prince 
Yeah, sorry, Fresh Prince, yes. Um, so she had her own. This was not a, you know, I want that Will Smith money. Uh, she said, if we're going into this, assuming it's going to end in divorce, then why are we going into it? And he said, that's a fair point. And they didn't get a prenup. And from that point on, they both basically said that we'll never get divorced. Because we, we're not doing this thinking we're going to get divorced. And so we're not going to. And that is why, despite all of the rumors, all of the, uh, you know, red table talks in which Will Smith mm-hmm. has to quietly sit and listen to his, uh, his wife and partner um, kind of berate him a little bit. Um, they're not getting divorced. He, he won't do it. She won't do it. That's not what they signed up for. Um, they signed up for forever. Um, they also did build themselves a little sex room. That's in the book. So there you go. <laughs> if you wanted to read a little bit about that. Um, and um, this is actually from six hours ago, Matt. I think this, this word made me laugh. Will Smith called his relationship with Jada Pickett-Smith brutal, meaning brutal and beautiful put into one brutal. And so basically this book proves to me that Jada Smith actually had a hard go of it. I think uh, uh, relatively speaking. And more importantly, they are the weirdest couple in Hollywood probably ever. I'm not sure there's ever going to be past, present or future a couple stranger than Will and Jada because <laughs> they they're, they won't again, they're not going anywhere. They're going to stick this thing out to the bitter end, but they say things like Brutiful. <laughs> it's it is wild, but I'm probably gonna get the book. Actually, uh, I think I might enjoy reading it. Oh, stop it! What? It's a book. I might enjoy reading it. <laughs> Jose, what are your thoughts after hearing all of this? What's the book called again? Worthy. Worthy. Well, yeah. I'll tell you this: ain't worthy of my time to read. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. I'm not saying you have to read it. I just it, it seems the excerpts were well written. It seemed interesting. So to me, I'm like, oh, I might read that. Um, it doesn't change yeah, my it's opinion. Like of a, her. And she's a B actress that married a a big movie megastar at the time, and you find out later, 20, 30 years later, that he's a big bitch. Congrats. Didn't we kind of notice this with his his clean wrapping? Maybe that was a sign from before. Well, didn't he cheat on his first wife? I think so. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, and he cried about it. He would, and I heard a story like he would cry about man. I I have feelings for someone else and crying. He really is one sensitive dude, I guess. This this book made like I get it. Like she's just trying to in a PR set. Like in a PR situation, I didn't get PR from I didn't get PR from this at all. Come on, that last year she was getting but well, I'm not gonna excuse what I'm saying. No, no, but no, she was getting so she she brings that up, she brings (laughs) that up in the book. Um, and then the book, so supposedly the book comes out the next year, she couldn't rate that any fast enough to clear her name on the shit. (laughs) But that's the thing, my thing is, she didn't need to because Will's gonna back her up no matter what. Like even before I told you everything I told you, everyone knew that no matter you what she did, Will's do you gonna think this up. chick is really, really? Do you guys think this chick is worth it? She he ruined his whole career, he lost all street cred. Nobody in the movie business wants anything with to do with them. Uh, that's not true. And now I don't think he'd, 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 he'd be a box office star anymore. He's after. not. He's, not yeah. re- he, he's never gonna be. Never, ever. He got his reward. He got be. his award. He doesn't need it. He just needs paychecks now. What does he need to prove? He street cred. He's Will Smith. 
Mm-hmm. He's got more money than yeah. the three of Guess us what? combined yeah, yeah. will ever have. He's got his his accolades. The Academy gave him his flowers despite assaulting someone that year. Like he's he did it. Don't you he, think he, though he'll right. be he known You're as right. the ultimate yeah. cuckold? No, I mean you guys will call him that, but he doesn't give this a fuck is... about you guys. No, seriously, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like I can't <laughs> stress that enough. It. No, he he gives a shit. That's why he's in a fucking boat in the middle of fucking Alaska. Like he already knew the shit was going to come. He, I mean, he literally it's he, he bounced. It's impressive that you think Will Smith thinks about any of us at all, <laughs> ever. But he that's what he, he, he does. He does. He's very he sensitive. Does. You got to admit. He's emotional. Sure, that's fuck. okay. That's why he, he could be emotional. He, he punched, guys are some oh, guys are on. emotional. He punched somebody. In the, he slapped somebody in the face, and then. And, Thirty minutes later, he's fucking crying, asking for people's forgiveness. He gives well, yeah, slapped somebody in the face that. for somebody who didn't even like him. Well, yeah, yeah, they do like each other. Smashed. They do like <laughs> each other. They just aren't currently together. Uh, by the way, just I did I did a quick check. So they got married in '97. Will Smith's only box office hit at that point was Bad Boys, which was two years prior. Uh, this they got married before Men in Black. So, to answer your question, no, she did not marry up. <laughs> he had been when in was, one movie. When was, oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> when was Independence Day? After ninety six. Yeah, like it was all. Like okay, all of his so big stuff was right after. Well, if Independence Day was released in ninety six, that means he made the movie in ninety five or ninety four. <laughs> right, let me see. It made a year action. prior. See if I can get his. But regardless, though, this is the thing we could get out of this is this is the weirdest relationship ever. I mean, did we feel? Yes, this this, is the weirdest relationship ever. That I won't argue a single bit of that. Do you you find Jada Pickett empowering after this or inspiring? No, No. I mean, some people. I don't know if that's what she wanted, but I I don't think she cared. I I think she wanted to write a book. So did she write this book ultimately? As a reaction to the slap incident? No. It covers I, I, all, it covers I, I, all I think stuff. so. Well, it covers a lot more yeah, than that. The nobody, slap is not a yeah, big nobody, part of it. Listen, the only re- if you read the book, you're only reading it for the Tupac shit. You're only reading well, yeah, for the, the Tupac shit's in there. Uh, I mean, she talks about her. Will Smith and ending. So she, yeah, That's so it. she talks about, like, if you're interested in her stuff, which I don't know much about her, but she talks about her like upbringing. She talks about her, you know, the suicidal stuff, the, the mental health stuff at length, obviously. So I guess the, that stuff could be a little bit um, empowering to the right crowd, right? If you're mm-hmm. a person who looks to celebrities for that kind of inspiration. Um, but yes, I do think that obviously the bits that most people are interested in is what is going on with Will Smith and the Tupac stuff because she does bring it up a lot. Um, so, and I do think she does. I mean, she talks about both of them, obviously Will Smith expect, you know, especially cause it's her husband. Um, she talks about her kids or whatever. Um, I mean, on the mental health stuff, she talks about ayahuasca helping get rid of Ooh, her. Suicidal you know, who else ideation. likes that stuff? Aaron Rodgers. So they could probably, you know, talk about that, but uh, she set up a family trip. <laughs> Like, uh, but not a trip, like a trip on ayahuasca for her whole family, uh, including her children. Uh, they were 
So they've all tripped together. All of the Smiths have tripped together, which I do think is I'm not weird. surprised. Um, that's what I mean. Like, so I'm not even going to say, I can't sit here and be like, it's not weird. Their relationship is freaking weird. Their family is weird. The whole thing is weird. But I do think that she probably would have wrote this book, even if she hadn't, even if the slap hadn't happened. I don't think as many people would have bought the book if the slap didn't happen um so i think timing wise that may have been why she wrote it as quick as she did to kind of speak to what you said earlier jose like she couldn't get it out fast enough that's probably true i think she realized that that was like such a moment for people to remember that she wanted to get this book out quickly so it was still top of mind um but i think that she just figured that she had enough of a story being you know married to will smith um having the Tupac connection in her own like life or whatever. Um, she talked about her band. I didn't know she was in a band. Apparently she's got a band, a heavy metal band too. Oh my um, God. Yeah. <laughs> they pref- it was like, yeah. So Jesus. she, like she's, she clearly has a, 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 she has enough interesting anecdotes about her life that she could fill a book to basically to your point, Jose, do I know that anybody would, do I think that anybody would have read it without the slap? Probably not very many. Again, if you're a Will Smith fan, you might have picked it up because his wife wrote a book. But um, parents just don't understand. But yeah, I I I do think that the slap Mm. probably dictated the timing of this book. I don't think it cre- I don't think it's the existence of this book. I don't think that's why she wrote it. I think she really felt that she had enough about herself to write a book. But I do think the slap probably basically pushed her into writing this book now um, and getting it out there as quickly as she could. So I do agree with that. But well, um, well, I mean, realistically, she's just trying to stay in limelight because really, she lost her TV show like right after. I think yeah, the, like, table talk. She, she lost that. She don't do that show anymore. Now she put that book out. Also, and by the way, Will Smith's it. doing another Bad Boys film in 2024. Because well, that's he the need- only thing that's <laughs> but they ha- I know they have to use him, but they, he is making one of those Bad Boys four uh, in 2024. So man, <laughs> why don't we now switch to another book that just so happened to drop at the same time here? So Britney Spears, everybody, Britney Spears, she dropped her. I can't wait for that book. (laughs) Oh, that one you're going to read now. You're going to read the woman in me. me. The woman in me you're into, but worthy is too far. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. (laughs) All right. First, what are your thoughts on the book so far? And uh, or or, let me the first question I should ask, Jose, why are you interested in buying Britney Spears's book? Because that bitch is crazy. And why not? I'd argue Jada is too, but yeah. No, no, no offense. No, Jada, if I want to hear alopecia stories, sure. I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a whirl. He's going to slap you but saying that again. <laughs> I'll give two. We're 90% of the, uh, 50% of the fucking world bald. Get used to it. Shit, I'm bald. I don't got fucking, I ain't going to blame it on alopecia now. So anyway. <laughs> I think when a bitch can start dancing with knives and do some, like, let me slip my throat shit, she may pique my interest. That's very so. morbid. Okay, so you're talking about Britney again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm done talking about Jada. Right. Man, you want to know something that's fascinating about this Britney book? She's doing no press tour whatsoever. She doesn't need to. Smart. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> Not even an Oprah to. interview. I thought at least Oprah doesn't would interview. But the big thing we have to talk about and the big excerpts coming from the Britney Spears book is that alleged, well, not allegedly, apparently, 
in the early 2000s, we know Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears were an item. And apparently Justin Timberlake knocked her up. They She was pregnant. Really say, uh, are we saying really apparently, though? No, That's it did fact. happen. Sorry, it did Come happen. But you're so he's used not to... confirmed that technically you still have to say alleged. Shit. Okay. Shit. He cheated on his wife for God's sakes. Doesn't mean he knocked he someone up. You could wear a condom and cheat. Come on. Well, he not, well, I'm not so I'm not. He cheated on Brittany. Come on now. He cheated on everyone. He's you're cheated on everyone he's been with. What you did, I already know. I found her from him. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I got from that insert, that like that part, is fucking Justin Timberlake is pure genius. How is well, he a genius? I, I was, I was because he now. cheated, he cheated, and then he came off looking like the victim. Put a number one song out and destroyed this bitch's career, and he's the one that probably started it. Yes, and that's why he's, by the way, in so much trouble right now, because <laughs> that's clearly Amazing. what happened. Uh, I'm just saying Amazing. you technically have to say allegedly. I was going to say, you said the big reveal, the uh, the less than big reveal, perhaps even below average reveal, is that uh, Justin Timberlake's not very big. Yes. Uh, according that. to Britney Spears, uh, she actually didn't didn't realize that they were uh, in the middle of uh, getting it on until after he informed her that, that he had already started. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. I don't. I mean, obviously, you didn't need to write that. That was that one was oh, that just was, that she was, was mean. Mad. That's just straight that, mean. Yeah, <laughs> that was just because she was mad. Um, but the other thing I think is probably important: the um, the revealing that. You know, they they got pregnant together and he didn't want to be a dad. So ultimately she acquiesced and terminated the pregnancy. Um, but like you said, Jose, I think that's the reason people are mad because I know Matt's been asking me all week, like, why does this matter? Like, yeah, they got pregnant. They got they got rid of the kid. And I, I don't think to me it matters like that. Like that part doesn't matter. It happens like it happens all the time. Right. I think the part that matters is like you said, like a couple of years, like a year after that, uh, you know, presumably based on the timeline she shared, he cheated on her, broke it off, wrote a song about her and launched a career into superstardom, basically leapfrogging her and pushing her down on the way up. And that wasn't cool. And then we saw where it landed. She had an actual breakdown, lost all of her rights until what this year. <laughs> like her dad was basically in charge of her till this year um, uh, with the conservatorship. Like, yeah, obviously that's no good. <laughs> and so he's going to get, you know, tagged for doing that. Um, I, again, they were kids. I guess some of it can be blamed on that. I, I, I don't know. This is a hard thing to try and justify. I really think like, he could have he could have been better about all of it at the time. Obviously, he was what nineteen, so maybe. But he's since his apologies have been like very half asked. You know what I mean? Like, has he apologized? Yeah, he basically was like, you know, I didn't know. That. We, he was like, we were young, not about the, the like, not the abortion, just kind of general apologies. Like, he so he came out during the conservator fight in support of Britney. Like, no one deserves this. Like, you know, we dated a long time ago. We were really young, but, you know, I made some mistakes, but obviously I support her. Like, it was kind of in that context, but nothing specific. And I feel like, so I, he had to have known this book was coming out. Yeah, there were reports of him saying is, Justin is worried. Yeah, he was warned. Just say, at that point, you got to come out first. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I know, I know Jose doesn't trust my PR skills. It's my actual job. Uh, so I'm going to give <laughs> some actual PR skills. I, 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 I know the perfect way to wash this all the way. All right. Let's Coming see. on this podcast. You. Sure. But after that, step Justin two. Timberlake, all he needs to, all he needs to do is announce NSYNC World Tour <laughs> yeah. 2024. Well, so he did do that. He gone. did do that, but I think he did it too early. He probably should have waited a week. Um, but, um, or the bare minimum wait, waited till next week when the book actually comes out. But I think he should have maybe come out a little earlier. Insane coming back. <laughs> what about admitted Britney? perhaps admitted perhaps to some of his infidelity with Britney Spears? I don't know how you do it organically. You have to find a way to do it organically. Get a friendly interviewer to ask you a question about Britney Spears and be like, you know, I've wanted to say something for some time. Uh, obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Matt would have done it. Um, obviously, um, you know, the uh, abortion thing. You don't want to just you don't want to just say that out loud. It's not not his story to tell like yes he's involved yes it was his but it's britney's story to tell so you don't want to say that but the other stuff the cheating and all that like you you basically have to come out and admit that and apologize before this and that i think would have taken the sting out of that uh at that point it becomes like a tragic story about you know a young couple instead of wow look at how big a dick this little dicked justin timberlake has <laughs> uh, and so it is rather and so yeah um, not good for Justin Timberlake. Probably not that good for InSync, to be honest with you. They don't have the drawing power they used to, and this is probably not going to help. That their biggest star is, you know, rapidly getting dragged on the internet. Um, but this is like what culture? We'll just forget about it, though. Like, let's be honest. We've yeah, we've, we've more we've excited ignored, for the tour. We've ignored Britney Spears for a very long time as society. This won't change. Uh, <laughs> come November, everyone will be moving on to something completely different. And then by the time the world tour runs around, people will have forgotten all about most of the story. They'll remember the abortion thing. That's pr- pretty ground shaking, I think. So that'll be remembered. But the context and like the feelings and the cheating and all that, that'll just be that'll be forgotten. The same way the original Britney stuff was forgotten, the same way the Janet Jackson stuff was forgotten, like Man, Justin Timberlake gets away with it, huh? Yeah, it seems so. I mean, he's losing his power, so you never know. A couple more of these come out. (laughs) (laughs) He could be in real trouble. Um, You don't have to say what you did. (laughs) I can't believe he wrote a song about himself. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't believe that. I also can't believe... Have you seen that clip? Uh, Was it Everything? Not Everything. Every Time? Every Time is the name of the Britney Spears song. No, it, everyone is looking at it. It's around the same time. And basically, it seems like the song upon listening to, to it now is about her aborted baby, which makes it kind of, you know, very sad. It wasn't a happy song to begin with, but um, like, I miss you, baby, things like that. I think, you oh. know, it was, yeah, so she was in a hospital during it. She was holding a baby during it at one point. Um, oh. And when she performed it live, she would hold her stomach. Like all these things people have shown on TikTok. I was like, oh, Christ, you know what? They're probably right. I don't always trust TikTok conspiracy theorists and like the mm-hmm. the, 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 the people who go out there and like look for clues and stuff like the Taylor Swift people do a lot of that. But, um, <laughs> I watched a few of these and I was like, you know what? I think they might be on to something this time. This is this isn't them. reading. This really is 20 it. years in the making, huh? Yeah, this is this that that's a big deal, man. I know you were like, is it a big deal? I mean, you can ask Jose what he thinks. I've already told you, and I'll say here, yeah, it's a huge deal. Even if they ended on really good terms, 
even if they didn't hate each other at all, uh, which obviously, you know, Brittany hates Justin Timberlake in case, in case saying he had a small, uh, you know, didn't give that away. Um, but uh, there you go. So they obviously don't like each other, but even if they didn't like, that's a really big deal for that to come out. Like you, you got a girl. Yeah. You got, Oh, you got your girlfriend like pregnant. And uh, you know, Matt asked me, he was like, what would your wife say? I'd be like, my wife would be incredibly upset. <laughs> like it, 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 and it's not like, I don't know me personally, you don't, you don't separate with somebody for something they did before you even met. Right. I'm not saying it's going to end their marriage, but like, that's a really kind of a deep intimate thing for two people to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and just to think about you doing it with someone else and then hide that. Right. So if she didn't know, that's a lot. Like that's a lot to take in. If you didn't know that before, it's one thing, like you, you start dating a guy with a kid, uh, you know, obviously he has a kid uh, or whatever, or, or a woman with a kid, you know, they have a kid when you get into it, it's not a surprise, but when it hits you as a surprise, I think that that makes it really, really hard to just ignore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to have an impact. It's going to affect people. Right. So what side or of this ordeal you take it, Jose? Of the Britney Spears shit? Mm-hmm. All right, this shit's going to blow past in a couple of, like, couple of yeah. weeks. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. give a shit. <laughs> unless, unless, God forbid, please, like, I knock on water right now. Unless she does something really stupid and reckless. Then I'll probably come back to but, Justin. But um, the, the, past few, the past few years, we just saw her doing, like, like you said, dancing with knives and, you know, Dancing with G strings, yeah, but she, stuff and like she, oh, but she always had somebody. She's like a like or someone who was always watching her. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. that she's on her own and she's taking like she's single, yeah, she's not married. Now she has, now she has plenty of time. Her kids bounced to with Kevin Federline to like Hawaii and shit. So like when your kids don't even want to be near you and shit. Well, they've, they've all been. I'll like, say. Obviously, this could all be fake. You know, Hollywood is mostly not real. But they've all, including her ex, most recent ex, and her kids have all been like, we're proud of our mom, all this good stuff. We, you know, we love our mom. We support her. Man, you yeah, know, when they're I doing was... a lot to publicly at least be like, you know, we, we love our mom. We're proud of her for telling her story, you know, yada, 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 all that stuff. Do they really? Um, yeah. I did not hear that. Yeah, yeah. Even her, even her most recent I, ex has said, like you know, like. Well, the was, most recent ex, of course, she he's still waiting for his paycheck. Thank you. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't, I don't have any. I don't have any word on what. Even the leave Britney alone, girl. <laughs> man, she's really been. I really know Britney more for her scandals than her actual music, like which is sad because well, she, she really is. She, she is. I know her for her music. I think. I mean, of course, she has great songs. She's she's definitely has had an amazing career and has a lot of bops. But you know, I think a lot of her scandals definitely. I think it's shouted her too. Yeah, Maybe shaving the head crazy. and the shaving the head, all the relationship issues, and imagine if that hadn't happened. Like, imagine if she got to keep going normal. Like, yeah, she'd keep, probably keep be Taylor going. Swift. Honestly, she'd be way bigger than Taylor Swift. No, I know they're gonna mad at me. She'd be way bigger than I'm Taylor saving Swift. that be, only because she's got. Oh, hey, you know what? She would have. She would have decades on Taylor. Taylor wasn't even born yet. And not and no social media help too. 
If she really was on her she way to be that She was a huge big. star, and she lost her mind. I don't know about that. She was, dude. Go back, seriously. Go back and look. No, at I'm not saying I get, I get, I get what you're saying, but look at, look at, look at Eminem. Like Eminem was, and around the same, but pop star, but he was as big as fucking Britney Spears. Yeah, but there's like, a ceiling for rap. And, there's a Eminem, rap ceiling. Eminem. Oh, it's Eminem. There's a ceiling. There is a rap ceiling. There's That's a rap every, every if you know Britney Spears, I bet you can for every one person that knows fucking Britney Spears, and you'll get three that knows Eminem. It's yeah, Eminem. But, but Britney Spears, a pop star is inherently, and this is all pop stars, like is going this to is have TR, a bigger I know, audience. I know, a bigger available I know audience. I know you're young as hell, but that TRL times. But Eminem was number one every week. But Britney was right up there in TRL. I get that's my point. If you know Britney, you know M. Yeah, but Eminem I'm saying only a certain number of people, there's only a certain group of people who will go and buy a ticket to an Eminem show, who will buy an Eminem album. A pop star is always going to have access to more fans. It's a, it's a more popular stuff. Are you stuff. serious? Pop stands right for popular. It's the most popular type of music. The top 40. Oh, my God. That's literally the name. I'm not making this up. Britney Spears. You you realize realize Britney Spears Spears was only doing biggest shows for the last couple of years. Eminem does stadium shows. I'm not saying now. Britney Spears lost her mind. She's nowhere near Eminem. Eminem is so much bigger than Britney. I'm saying if she hadn't lost her freaking mind... If she had been going on the trajectory she was on forever, and Eminem was going on his current trajectory, I mean, he's you know he's a legend. You know, she'd be in the same trajectory with Justin Timberlake. Ain't yeah. nowhere. She no, she'd be huge. Justin, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake was as big as Britney Spears back in the day, and he ain't going you're fucking wrong. nowhere. She, he was smaller than Britney Spears. He had to literally stomp on her to get big. Are you serious? That was literally the point. We talked right about now? this at the beginning of the segment. He had to drag Britney, her to get a big star. Oh my <laughs> he was god! You know what? Come on, I, I can't possibly be the only one who knows that. Britney Spears is bigger than NSYNC at the time. She was. She had more people going to her shows. She was making more money. She was selling more tickets. She was selling Are more albums. Are you serious? Yes, I it's numbers. I can show you the numbers. Dolls? You know what? Early 2000s. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. What year were you born? <laughs> I was born in 1995. You were like six. That's what I, I can read, Jose. I don't need to have been there. Oh I can read. It's, there's two numbers. One of the numbers Listen, is bigger I than the you, other one. The no bigger way, number was for no Brendan. Way, there's no way you can remember that time. You don't, I, think you I don't have to remember. Bruce I can Cruz just read it. Britney Spears. I can just I read mean, it. You know what? <laughs> who had more numbers? Who had more number ones on the top top charts? It was Britney Spears. I can just read. I can see all the names on the, the charts and say, oh, Britney had five. NSYNC had three. It's different. <laughs> one five is bigger than three. I I I yes, I wasn't there. I'm not in in sync, but I can read I, it so I can gonna, see what the well, numbers uh, are. I, I, Justin Timberlake can't have more number one than Britney Spears when you put Justin Timberlake and NSYNC numbers together combined. <laughs> no, but we're not talking about over that. Britney Spears. We're not talking about that because Britney Spears stopped doing music in 2004. <laughs> 
So we can't talk about that. Justin Timberlake had all, all his best what? albums were in 2010. Even her trajectory was going down before she went bug-eyed fucking alopecia crazy. No, I mean, it wasn't going down. She was pretty steady, to be honest with you. But, I mean, there's nothing we can do to prove that the public yes, still love Britney right. Spears. But the point is, she had a massive career. She was one of the biggest stars in the early 2000s. And then by the end of the early 2000s, she was absolutely insane. And it's just crazy because had she not done that, there's a very good argument that she'd be you know, on a just a totally different level right now that she would be considered an icon. of. I mean, she already is kind of, but like not really like she's more of an icon because like culturally everybody knows Britney Spears. But like she could have been like legitimately a bit of an icon, like a Madonna or whatever. It's not a better comparison, like just mm-hmm. someone that, you know, like, oh, the early 2000s, the mid 2000s, like Britney Spears was, you know, was was her right. Was it? It's Britney, so, bitch. It's exactly. People still say that sometimes. <laughs> but um, Like, yeah, I think that inarguably she was a massive star. Arguably, she could have been one of the biggest stars from that generation of musicians and talent had she not basically fallen off a cliff in like 2004. She's That's, like the Paul Abdul of the 2000s. I think she probably had a better shot than Paula did at making a dent, but maybe. I don't. That's too. See, that's I'm too seeing, early. I don't I'm know enough right. about Paula Abdul to make I, that call. That's I'm late 80s, see, early 90s. I don't know that one. I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm meeting. I'm meeting Paula Abdul in two weeks. I'm going to let her know that she said her. that, Ryan. I, uh, I she, did, she wasn't there, but and there's I evidence American of Idol, and I didn't get it. So <laughs> she is American. She's Amer- Paula Abdul is American Idol. Yeah, I didn't get she's it. American I didn't get it. So I'm going to blame Paula for me not getting onto American Idol. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, you can tell her I said that as well. Man. Obviously, to be clear, I never saw Paula Abdul. I didn't make it anywhere near that <laughs> that part of the uh, process. So it's not actually her fault. But you could blame her um, if you want to and see what she says. Did you so, really try to go American Idol? I I promise I know what I'm talking about with you. <laughs> I, I may not right. look it, but I promise you I know what I'm talking you about. You don't have to say. <laughs> All right. That is, is a good one, man. <laughs> Dude, would you even last Brittany question? Take all the craziness, all the controversy. Do you think she is a genuine good singer? Yeah. I guess. Like you think you could see her sing like uh but you know that always that Brittany uh-huh, okay, okay. That's what I the vibe. Like, do you think you could she could sing like and I will yeah. always love you without saying and I don't know how powerful her voice is. I don't I don't know about that song specifically, but I think she could probably sing like a, a song without all of the you know pop dressing if she needed to. I mean, she's not the Whitney Houston or Mike right, yeah. Carey. Yeah, I, yeah, no, she can't do Whitney Houston, Matt, but she no. could sing a normal song, I think, and it would sound fine. So why don't we switch from one pop star to the other? And this is our Taylor Swift moment of the week. So this time, this time, this past weekend, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were both on Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live is known to have their very infamous and uh, big deal after party. After party. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift went to the after party and paparazzi got photos of them holding hands and... Actual public displays of affection and the and the some of these quotes we're hearing. I can't believe. Apparently, like one, there's one instance where Travis Kelsey goes to the bodyguard and says, "You know, it take the time off. I'll take care of her for now." And you know what? 
at this point, after a solid week and a half of the NFL not throwing them down our throats, and instead of having the paparazzi show us, they looked adorable together. As of now, I support their relationship. I think it's beautiful. I hope they get married. And um, it was very nice to see. I don't know. And just reading these quotes again out of a rom-com, it was, it, it's adorable. It's absolutely adorable. And um, yeah, insane. How about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift now at this point? What, like a month into the uh, yeah, whatever like it is? Weeks now, yeah. Do we now, after seeing these paparazzi photos, do you are you someone like me who believes that this is true love now? I Did the mean, paparazzi photos show true love. Yes, sure, but I don't know if that means they're going to get married. I think you can love someone and not marry them. Um, on a side note, uh, my wife took me to see the Taylor Swift uh, movie this weekend as well. So, I Ooh, saw that. really? Yeah. Did you really? I did see that. Yeah. Did you stand up and dance? I did not. No, no one did. Actually, not a lot of dancing in ours. A lot of singing. A lot of people sang along, and that was fun. But not a lot of dancing. Only a couple of people danced. Oh my god! Like they literally got out of their seats. A couple and... people, yeah. What about they the people doing sticks. the people doing the ring around the rosy? No one did any of the ring that, around that... the rosy. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When I went to the movies this weekend. It's loud there. I saw a lot of I saw a lot of hot girls there. I ain't gonna front. Were they in? Uh, would they have friend friendship bracelets? That's how you can tell. That's well, a Taylor I don't Swift fucking thing. Fucking know, but I, a Taylor I Swift. So asses going in that theater. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, did you hear like a lot of? So, was the movie good? Okay, here you go. <clears throat> the movie was fine. The concert was good. Uh, as I've mentioned on this show, I don't know if Jose was was here on this show just yet. Um, for my second anniversary next October, uh, my wife and I were looking very seriously at trying to get tickets to one of her shows, either in Miami or New Orleans. They're a week apart, so we we're going to just take that week between them off, do like a big trip, and either start the week off or end the week with the Taylor Swift concert. And the tickets were crazy expensive, obviously. And my wife was like, no, it's too much money. But I was not so sure. I, I, I waited because it was early. I didn't need to get them right away. I was like, you know what? I was willing to pay a lot more than my wife was for these tickets because she really wanted to see this show. And then the, the movie came out and she's like, we're going to go. I was like, OK, I am incredibly grateful that I didn't buy tickets to the concert. You got things for that price, for that price. I would still go to the concert, obviously. But so it was just a normal concert, guys. Mm hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's like Taylor Swift fans, a lot of them are younger. Maybe they haven't been to a lot of concerts. Maybe that's the problem. But I mean, so she like she sang a little bit from each album, which is common. <laughs> like artists do that all the time. They sing the hits from their albums, right? Like no artist is like, no, nah, I'm just doing one album. Don't worry. Like, they, you know, they sing a couple songs from their other albums and then they'll focus on their newer stuff that they haven't toured. Like that's pretty much what a live show is for every band. Mm-hmm. And that's what she did. You know, she, most of her songs are from her newest album or the two COVID albums. And she had a couple of other ones sprinkled in in the different eras. Um, you, said, you said the title of the movie. I did say the title. Um, obviously, there was like a lot of stage stuff with like fireworks. And obviously, in person, that would have been more impressive. Um, but, you know, they had a lot, a lot of choreography. The dancers were very good. The band is very good. But I, again, at any pop show will have a lot. Like, I have to imagine I've never seen this person live, but I have to imagine like a Lady Gaga or Ariana Grande show would look 
pretty similar in 2023 to what we watched Taylor Swift do. You know, big sets, a lot of backup dancers, lights and stuff. And then, you know, a couple of songs from older stuff, a couple of new songs, maybe some stuff, you know, for Lady Gaga from like her movie. Like, I don't, I didn't see what made this concert substantially different with the major exception being that everyone watching this concert was of the firm belief that this was the greatest moment of their life. <laughs> that was the only difference was everyone in the audience could, would have been happy dying in the moment. Like the ones I saw on screen, not necessarily in the movie theater. Um, like the people on the screen at SoFi, that's where they filmed it, looked like if they all died that day, they would literally have died happy. That's how excited they were to see Taylor Swift perform. And that was literally the only thing I could see that was different about Taylor Swift's show from what I assume every other pop star would do in 2023. And so uh, kudos Man, to the Swifties. She needs to retire after this, honestly. Kudos to the Swifties because you took what was just a good show and turned it into some sort of weird iconic thing by yourselves. Nothing in that show was iconic to me uh, besides how freaking loud and how freaking excited all of the people in SoFi were for that show. That was the only part that stood out to me. Jesus. Genuinely. <laughs> this is, I, you, see, you see why I joke around and say she's the most important person in the world? <laughs> Her fans certainly think so. Can I read the critical consensus of Rod Tomatoes that actually got a 100 100- percent of yes, Rotten Tomatoes out of 60 that, reviews, yeah. which is insane. The consensus was Taylor Swift, the Ares tour. And by the way, this is in caps. They put the consensus in caps. <laughs> Delivers exactly what it promises. A smoothly directed, impeccably performed documentary capturing the concert event of the year. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that description 100%. I don't know why I got 100% other than I guess it did what it wanted. Everybody loved it. Yeah, yeah, everyone really liked it, and it did what it was supposed to do, which was film the concert and put it on. on probably, they, did probably that. they knew if um if you gave a bad review, whatever website or newspaper or magazine you write. Well, there's nothing bad in it. Like to be clear, there was no bad. Like there was nothing bad to say. Yeah. They literally had a camera on Taylor Swift's show. <laughs> the it show could have been, a, it could have been anywhere. Yeah, it was just happened. Like you know what I mean? Like this was just them filming a concert, so there was no way to do it badly. I mean, I guess there could have been a way to do it badly, but she has too much money for a bad camera crew and all that. So obviously it was going to be directed and, and shot well. So like it wasn't like it wasn't acted. There's no acting. It was literally just filming what she did. <laughs> and this was released by AMC Theaters, not yes. a major Hollywood studio. So right. fuck you, Hollywood Studios. That's well, literally so we, a we big didn't, L. So we didn't that. see it at AMC. We saw it in a different theater. So AMC actually licensed it out to other theaters too. Well, see, they know they're smart. <laughs> yeah, they probably Shout know. This is a great too. win for the we saw we saw Alamo uh, Alamo Draft House, which is my favorite movie theater probably of all time. I'm glad we have one near us um, in DC. So definitely go to one if you can find one. New York has it. This is stuff, a big but, win for yeah. the movie industry, not Hollywood, but the movie industry. For the Scorsese's probably upset, but yeah. <laughs> Christopher Nolan actually gave her props. I mean, it's, 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 look how many people were there. <laughs> We went the second he night. Made Oppenheimer. <laughs> he, he did. He had a good movie too, though. So you know, kudos to him as well. So you're telling me after this, essentially the greatest concert tour of all time, she's now found the love of her life in Travis Kelsey. Maybe, maybe Matt. Jose I mean, comments on Taylor Swift yeah. or the Kelsey pictures and Taylor Swift. Well, didn't that motherfucker uh, buy a, a new house for privacy? Yeah. 
<laughs> Wait, like recently? Bought it. Yeah, like yesterday huh? it came out. We bought a new <laughs> Mac for privacy. That's I, pretty funny, actually. <laughs> like, I guess he lived so, in a normal neighborhood for, for you know, yeah, a rich but, neighborhood, but. Yeah, but normal with neighbors and you could drive up to it and all that stuff. Yeah. Hey, dating Taylor Swift's so, not cheap. <laughs> You're in a different. Like I mean, it. he's in a different tax bracket than we are, but she's. A, I don't even know if she's in the tax bracket. She's they probably ran out a billionaire ta- after this. They year. ran out of tax brackets for Taylor Swift, I think. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you can't date Taylor Swift and be cheap. That's not possible. That really, it really is fascinating. So you essentially got the tour experience on the big screen, and people will pay tens of thousands of dollars just to have a way farther no camera in your face no screen in your face to do that yeah that's what yeah the power of film am i right well yeah it definitely helped me out because i got to see the show with my wife who wanted to see it very badly without paying you know like two thousand dollars but um i'm glad i didn't pay the two thousand dollars because the show that i saw was not worth two thousand (laughs) dollars yeah but it probably cut some things out that I, I, like, I checked with my wife because I was curious and she follows every single show so she would know she knows all the sets <laughs> apparently they got three songs so there you go you know people complain so if if I'm reading this right this was a one hour and 15 minute movie people complained of, hey, hey, sorry three hour two, movie 169 Basically. minutes yeah a two Fair hour movie. and 50 two, yeah, yes, people, people complaining fuck Oppenheimer Fuck you, Scorsese, with your three-hour movies. But Taylor Swift, oh my goodness, this can't yep. be any longer. Yeah, three-hour movie. <laughs> this was a three. We yelled about the three-hour movies. I didn't. So uh, okay, <laughs> fine. Christ. So I guess three-hour documentaries are okay, not three-hour no. narrative films. Three-hour movies that are good are fine. If they're a bad movie, they don't need to be three hours. <laughs> so you got to, as a director, you got to take that risk. Is my movie a good movie? Can I justify three hours? Taylor Swift, for all of I've said about her, she knew very well that she could absolutely make a three-hour movie, and not a single person in that theater would care at all. <laughs> and she was right. No one cared. Uh, and Christopher Nolan, I think, made the same thing. Like, yeah, people watch this, and most people did. Most people didn't care that it was three hours. Um, but if you make a three-hour like movie and it sucks, then it's going to make a bad movie really bad because it's too long. But if it's a good movie and it's three hours, no one's going to care. That's my official stance on three-hour movies. Three three hours of anything is long, okay. but it feels wor- longer if it's not fun. <laughs> All right. Question, Ryan. Oh, are you planning to see the Are you planning to see the Beyonce movie? Are they making a Beyonce movie? Yeah, they're doing the Beyonce concert. It's coming up. Yeah, after. I'll see the Beyonce movie. I like Beyonce. Hmm. Well, I don't know. You're looking at me. I like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I probably man. won't go to the theater to see the Beyonce movie. I'll probably wait till that comes out somewhere else on streaming and watch it there. Um, not at the Alamo? No, not the Alamo. At the Alamo. Oh, God. Especially if you have dinner at the Alamo. Huh? It's a dinner thing. They, they serve you dinner. They got waiters and everything. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's just that cheap. <laughs> and so that's why probably the uh, singing and dancing was hard. Yes, a lot of people were like had a lot of food and there was like a table, like not a big table, but you know. So I think the singing was there and some people got up and danced in the aisles. But yes, I do think because we saw it in like a fancier theater, uh, there was, you know, there was less dancing. I do think that's probably. Well, I, I'm disappointed in Ryan for not jumping up in there and dancing with them, but I'm glad you had fun. <laughs> well, yeah, so it was fun. I did, I did, I did, find, I did find it fun. Everyone else was having a good time. It was infectious, I will say. So that, that helps. I want to talk about Logan Paul and Dylan Danis. That's fun. Two people responsible for 
our biggest TikTok so far. And oh, we dude. waited months and months for this stupid fight. And what <laughs> happens on Saturday night? Oh, Logan Paul wins by disqualification after Dylan Danis tries to put a headlock on him, leading to a skirmish between the sides after the fight. What a fucking joke. One point three million. Didn't do that justice, Matt. He what? tried three different MMA moves, none of which connected. And then he got disqualified when security came in and he started swinging at security. He literally tried to cheat three times and was unsuccessful at doing so. I can't believe we stayed up to watch this damn thing. So you people are telling me on the week that Showtime announced that they are not producing boxing anymore, a staple in the boxing community, that the Logan Paul brothers are really the ones who have taken over, I guess the DAZN and whatever, and this is what you get? You probably have huge boxing aficionados rolling in their grave after that bullshit. And 1.3 million people bought into it, so clearly it worked. All the shit talking, all the literal WWE-styled builds to this match, it literally ended in a WWE-style ending. And you know what? It's too no bad. Finish. It's really too bad what boxing has become after that. There will still be a fan base there, but boxing I, I, after online. watch after I watched that on TikTok, I learned that like wow, boxing really is a in a sad place right now. Well, yeah, I think boxing should move on YouTube. Cut the losses. Might as well. You lost. You lost uh, Showtime out of that. All your best boxers. To bro- all all your most to broadcast Tyson fights and Floyd Mayweather. But, but but Showtime Ben was getting out the game after yeah. Uh, HBO. Yeah, yeah. Dennis. Yeah. yeah, Dennis is not the reason that that happened. Right. And I blame him specifically. I will say. So watching the fight, I watched the fight, right? And I mean, so Matt says I love Logan Paul. No, that's true. But <laughs> Logan Paul has boxed before. But watching him, and I've watched a decent amount of boxing, you know, in my life as well. And he's not an impressive boxer. Like he's he boxed Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's just not like, you know, not very good. He's not. I don't want to say bad. I mean, he's better than I would be. But you know, like he's not a like a super talented boxer. His brother's a better boxer than he is, uh, having watched both of them fight before. And the fact that he. Dylan Dennis looked significantly less talented than Logan Paul did in that fight. Oh, all due respect, Dylan Dennis is not a striker either. Like, I mean, I but boxing is trash. a striking sport. <laughs> yeah, but he just took it. But we already know Dylan Dennis took it for the paycheck. He's the, he was more known for a uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, he's bully, a Twitter troll. Yeah, he's, he's a, a Twitter he's troll. A troll. He right, continued right. to do it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't he, know how you put in that performance and then keep trolling. Just shut up. <laughs> At that point, like you did your thing, you got your money, you got the, you sold your tickets. Shut up. You got wrecked. Because that's, and that's the thing. By the way, Dylan Dennis landed ten strikes on Logan Paul. Logan Paul hit over hundred on Dennis. Um, it's ten. I think you gave me the same amount of time Dylan Dennis had for training. I could land 10 strikes. I believe <laughs> 10, it. I 10 strikes, 10. 
that is almost not two hands. <laughs> he was one less strike away from being able to do it on mostly one hand. Like, that's bad. You didn't fight at all. I actually said to someone, I wish Dan had showed up to fight. And they're like, you did fight. Like, he did not fight. If you hit 10 strikes, you didn't fight. You physically showed up to a fight, but you didn't fight if you got 10 strikes in. Like, come on. You know what? You know what? Danny, 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 whatever his name is, his strategy would be a counter puncher, not realizing that Logan Paul is a counter puncher as well. So they're both just. Tickling each other's dicks at the end of the day. But no, because Logan did. He hit over 100 strikes on him. He had well, him in the he, corner. He had he to. absolutely he, battering I mean, him. Several times he, he wasn't battered great. Yeah, I wouldn't say battering. I don't like Dylan Dennis at all, but I wouldn't say like do we had he trash. had him he had him over yes. No, I, I I prefaced with that. I don't believe Logan Paul's an impressive boxer. But the fact that he looked like he had boxed before. And that Dylan Dennis looked like he was literally the first time he had ever walked was this fight. I mean, I saw some punches that were at nothing, nothing. He swung at nothing. He's swinging at ghosts out there. I don't have any idea. I, I know he trained with some big names, right? UFC, like he helped train, Ooh. prepare some people. Dennis, right? Didn't he? Wasn't he on a whose team was he on? He's on McGregor's team. Yeah. He on McGregor. Well, he didn't train him. He was on the training team for McGregor, correct? Well, training MMA, but for boxing, yeah, he was MMA, uh, yeah. He, yeah, MMA. He's with. Oh, uh, and that's McGregor. another thing. So Conor McGregor gave his props. Said Dennis looked good out there, and I'm actually really disappointed in that because Conor McGregor, I remember his fight, his boxing match, and he wasn't actually bad. Like he was obviously not a boxer, but, but he was he was trolling. Yeah, but just like, I don't know. I don't know how anyone, uh, everyone involved on the Danis side of this equation after that performance should literally just shut up. <laughs> you, you don't, they you, you look stupid. You look incredibly Danny, stupid. See, I, 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 he did his job. Well, yes, because his job was to lose to Logan Paul, but he, <laughs> but he didn't even lose to Logan Paul. Really, he like he took say, it. I, I he even, took the coward's way say, out, getting himself disqualified. I wouldn't like, even say lose. He got you to pay for the pay per view. But let's be honest. Before the whole Logan Paul fight, who not even no, you couldn't find go outside get ten people to know who Dylan Dennis is. <laughs> like, do you know what no, it was no. his big thing? His big thing was being bitch slapped by uh, uh, what's his name, Khabib. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what he was known for. Yeah, no, I so agree. He, kind of, he and, and played that, the perfect that, heel, but he like, played the perfect. He played. That's only works if he was playing. That only works if it was kayfabe. I don't believe it was. I think he was shooting on him. And if you're shooting on him, like that's you can't. That's a bad look to to look that bad. It's one thing to to shoot on him and lose, right? If if you get outboxed, you get outboxed. But he did barely fought, and then he got himself DQ'd because he was gonna lose. In round six, he was gonna lose, and so he went for the double hook, uh, double un- underhook, uh, because he wanted to get DQ'd. He was trying to get DQ'd, and then when that didn't work because Paul blocked it, he went for the guillotine because he wanted to get DQ'd, and then Paul blocked it again. And then security came, and he swung on security to actually get the DQ. He knew he was yeah, out in round six because he hadn't he hadn't won a single round since then. He was already gonna lose because he hadn't won any of the first five rounds. Well, I was. Can I ask you? Hold on. Can I ask you a question? Why was Dylan Dennis uh, disqualified? He swung on why security. Was he I believe the official disqualification. Came yeah, but why? But why was security even in the ring? 
because it was all fake. It was all a joke. WWE. He tried to put the he tried to put the guillotine on. Okay, that's the ref job. The ref job is supposed to break it, not the security guard. You're so you can. Well, no, I'm not saying anything other than rest of my suspect though. When you think that suspect though, that it's Logan Paul security guard, but Dylan did is the one that gets fucking disqualified. Yeah, because he he tried to do. I mean, listen, he tried to do the MMA moves, and so that's why theoretically, if you look at it. Theoretically, if it's not if it's not fake, and I've said from the beginning, I thought this could be fake. I'm less convinced now, but I thought this could be fake. Um, I'll tell you, this is fake right now. I'll tell you, there's no bullshit. I'll tell you, this this is fake. If that lawsuit with homegirl drops, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, no, yes, agree. Hundred percent, If all of a sudden that goes away, you're right. Um, three months from now, three months from now, and they're saying, well, so the oh, thing that drops. So the thing that made me think it might not be fake was the mic incident. So I believe I did some research on this. So we saw he threw the mic at Logan Paul, cut his cut his head open, right? Mm-hmm. Where we saw it at the the conference or whatever, the the, the pre fight thing. Yeah. So there's a concussion protocol in the sport that they yeah. had to follow, and because he got lacerated on his forehead, his participation in the fight was called into question as to whether or not he'd be cleared because of concussion protocol. <laughs> To me, and again, you can always say he did. They did that because you know kayfabe. They wanted to act right. Fine. To me, that looked a lot like Dylan Dennis. They'd sold the fight tickets, right? They'd already filled the stadium. They'd already probably got some pre-ad buys. He didn't want to fight Logan Paul because he knew no matter who he fought, he was going to lose. The backup they had for that fight was a real boxer, legitimate boxer, <laughs> who was going to be who would have beat either of them. If it, Logan Paul versus what the hell is it? Mike something, like, Mike Perry. I don't even remember. The and then you're like, oh this shit, Mike, no, I'm yeah. fucked Mike out. Perry? Yeah, this I Mike. Mike okay, that, this Mike know. dude would have wrecked both of them. I checked his. I checked his career when I saw who he was. Like I, I did some on him. He would have wrecked either of the two of them. And so he was like, hey, if I'm gonna lose I, this fight, I want to lose to the real boxer, not to Logan Paul, so I can keep saying mean shit about his fiance. And so I think he threw that mic at him to try and get the fight thrown out. I genuinely think he wanted I, the fight thrown out the day before. Mike Perry, Mike Perry, you're right. Mike Perry, if I wish Mike Perry took that, was said Dylan Dennis, Mike Perry took that fight because Mike Perry would have fucking slaughtered. Yeah, he would have. He would have worked over both of them, absolutely. So I'm, and and they both probably knew that. Um, but Dylan Dennis, I think, knew he was going to lose this fight no matter what because he sucks. And so he was like, I want to lose to the real boxer. I don't want to lose to Logan Paul because then I have to stop making, well, apparently I don't, but uh, if, you know, his original thought was probably, I can't keep making fun of this dude's fiance. If he knocks me the fuck out, granted he didn't because of the disqualification, but you know, I think that that was genuinely on purpose. He threw that mic on purpose to try and get that called out. Genuinely. I believe that. Well, no, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't go that far because if it wasn't for Logan Paul throwing the prime at him, the prime's first. not going to lacerate your face. That that the prime's not going to hit concussion yeah, protocol. I, I, the mic is going to concussion I'll tell you this right. I tell you this right now. If you were to throw a prime bottle at my balls, I'm going to throw that fucking mic. I ain't going to think twice at it. And like, what did I really Maybe. think? No, I, I think he did. Shit. I think he didn't. I, I think he threw what he did where he did because he wanted to get the fight thrown out by the the, the organization. Can and I, he didn't have to pull know, out. You Genuinely. realize how accurate if that the goal with that plan, you're hoping <laughs> like they come with, you're hoping he needs to be 
accurate one. And I, obviously, when you watch that fight, that motherfucker was not I didn't say it was like, I don't think, I don't mean, I don't think he Could was you like, imagine this supposed to happen, I'm screwed, but I think that was his plan. Yeah. I don't, it obviously didn't work. I'm not saying that it was going to be a surefire, but I think if I don't want to fight this dude because I don't want to lose to this guy and have to eat social media crow for it, yeah, throw the mic at his head. But best case scenario, they would literally have, have to have like a WWE, just like with Ricochet and Logan Paul messed up the uh, their spot to start a feud, just start hitting each other. <laughs> and here's for the rest of your life, everybody. If somebody says wrestling is fake, you just say, So Somebody's was the boxing. Logan Paul and Dylan Danis fight. So, it was yeah, you, you can tell it's bullshit at the end of the fight. He's like, You know what? I'm gonna challenge out Rey Mysterio. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's bullshit. I think I mean, yeah, that was bullshit, obviously. But I don't think that means I don't think that proves the rest of it was bullshit. No, you're right. If the if the lawsuit goes away, then the whole thing is fake. I think also in wait three months from now, three months from now, yeah. where everything dies down from this fight, and like we've seen on teams, the girlfriend uh, Logan Paul's girlfriend drops lawsuit. Yeah, just wants to move on. You know, it's bullshit. Right, exactly. That would be the get, line, like, you know, Logan and, already and they're asked, want to move on. Yeah. And, and they're asked, they're like, who gives a fuck? It was a co-main event. Like, there wasn't even the main event on the card. I mean, probably should have, probably drew more attention than the main event did. But. The Roman. <laughs> I now want to challenge Rey Mysterio for the United States title after that. Yeah. I'm coming for the belt. Woo! Like, uh, get the fuck out of here. Probably you know, I won't too. Back. You, He's going to win you people make me laugh. All right, what's next, guys? Um, Aaron Rodgers came out on Monday night. On no Sunday night, um, against the Eagles. Aaron Rodgers, you know, we all know week one of the NFL season against the Buffalo Bills, he tears his Achilles. It oh, is please. now week. We're going into week seven of seven. the NFL. And last we saw last week in week six, we have seen Aaron Rodgers. Walk, he does have a boot on, but we've seen him walk, not use crutches, and he is throwing the football around. And that makes people believe not only from his ambitious, uh, from ambitious social media posts, <laughs> excuse me, from ambitious mm-hmm. social media posts to go on a Pat McAfee that he's as determined as ever to prove people wrong. The big question is, is Aaron Rodgers specifically returning? In the 2023 NFL season for the Jets, wait, he he, he broke his leg, right? I mean, his well, leg, Achilles, I mean, Achilles, Achilles, right? What the fuck does it matter if you do a ball? Hey, your Achilles heel has nothing with throwing the ball. I mean, you have you to walk, walk and run. He walks as well. That's I think you the walking is probably play. bigger. The way I walk is way bigger, but I mean, it depends on where the Jets are at. You would have to look at week. Like right, 15, fifteen or sixteen, so like mid December. Uh, so they're they're not winning. They're not going to win their division. So realistically, if they have a chance, if they have a shot at the wild card by week fifteen, sixteen, and that defense can stay healthy and do some work like they've been doing, I can see Aaron Rodgers coming back. But if they're out of the contentions and it's a fucking hell Mary shot. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I they're not gonna risk Aaron Rodgers for nothing. If they think that right. if 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 he, they think he might be ready to come back, to be clear, this would be obscenely fast. Even week fifteen would be obscenely fast. Yeah, a three month recovery time yes. for an injury that usually takes 
almost couldn't take as much as a year. Uh, Kobe came back in eight months. Cam Maker yeah. came back in six months. Right. Uh, so Makers was also three, much younger. And yeah, so yeah. three months, a uh, three month return is a, a, a medical miracle anyway. <laughs> but to risk it, like if you have no shot at anything, to risk that, to risk re-injury, mm-hmm. to risk that maybe you think you're good at three months, but you probably could use four or five or six months, and you know you, you're at a higher risk of re-injury. Like to put so much risk on nothing would be not would not be worth it, other than the moral victory of fans getting to see Rogers play in his first season as a Jet more than a couple plays. I don't think that they would do that. I don't. I would hope as a Jets fan they wouldn't do that because I'd rather have him healthy and play a whole season where he can actually maybe lead the team to some real, you know, to some real growth rather than, you know, a, a symbolic victory. And then in the off season, his, you know, Achilles is all mm-hmm. tore up from the way from playing on it too early. Um, I don't think it'll take a year though. I think he'll definitely be ready to go. With his like alternative medicine that people have Apparently, talked about yeah. on various podcasts. Yeah. I don't know what the he's Joe currently, Rogan podcast. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing for this injury specifically. Obviously Rogers doesn't like modern medicine. Uh, he's made that pretty clear. Um, but whatever he's doing, seems to be working. So, you know, keep doing it. <laughs> I would yeah, hope that listen. every doctor in America would say, if what you're doing is working, continue to do it because it's healing right. you. And that's what the ultimate goal of medicine is not to be right about your politics. It's to have your patients, you know, walk again. <laughs> and so if it's happening, then let it happen. Although I did say to Matt, it'd be interesting to see whatever he does. Maybe he'll tell us what he's doing, like his actual regimen for healing. It'd be interesting to see, a, is it scalable? Like could normal people do it? Or is it super expensive? Cause Aaron Rodgers has got stupid mm-hmm. money and B could like, you know, a dad with two kids, you know, a nine to five and hypertension also do it. Or do you have yeah, to be like Aaron Rodgers? Like do you have he to just be goes a professional on a football player? Yeah, but you probably, you probably think he's going ham right now in rehab. Where most of us can right. probably go once a day. This exactly. is going. Because he has more time and he's a professional athlete. Right. That's what I mean. Like, I think right. that the alternate medicine is a fun story for people who, you know, have a narrative that they really want to push out, not naming names. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you got that, then, you know, it's a fun story for you. Absolutely. But I think realistically, whatever he's doing is Aaron Rodgers specific. I, I doubt it could work on that many other people, but I don't know. And they should look into it because three months would be incredible. If he could play again in three months after that injury, that would be un- literally for modern medicine. Yeah, it'd be or or not <laughs> or, or whatever not. the hell he's doing. But it, it would definitely wow. be it would definitely be out of the normal. It definitely be something worth worth studying and worth exploring mm-hmm. because that's a crazy, crazy recovery to Let's go. Let's do it. I believe in Aaron Rodgers. I will go with my heart on this one. You know, deep down in my head it says he's probably not coming back in 2023. No, I don't think so. But um I just want to say on the record, I hope he does. And I want to say on the record on my third anniversary show. There are five, I will reveal it throughout my life. There are five dream guests that ha, will never change. Five that I hope to have on the show in God willing and a 50 year run of the productive conversations. It's 50 years of making content. He is one of those true dream guests. You'd be something else. Yes. And I hope you guys are there with me. To Don't do take that. a Pfizer shot beforehand. I'm like, funny. <laughs> Anyways, Aaron Rodgers, fascinating stuff. So one more story and then just a few more questions after that. Sure. Let me tell you guys something, right? You know what my new one of my new favorite podcasts is? 
you know, I love Chad Ochocinco and Shannon Sharp. Those guys make me laugh. The Nightcap Show. You can find it every week on podcasting platforms and YouTube. So this is I'm going to I'm just going to play you a clip and then we'll react to it. Yeah. This is um, Chad Ochocinco and Shannon Sharp talking about flagulence, if you will. But also, okay. you'll see. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. All right, here's the clip. Let mm-hmm. me know if you hear it, if you can't hear it. Going to the bathroom in front of a woman, I'm not, I don't do that. I don't pass hell, no. Listen, let me tell you what my grandma told me now. The minute she can use the bathroom and leave the door open, that's the one. She can't do that. This that ain't the one. one. I knew she was the one. When she fought in the front of me, oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's not I broke up with a girl for doing that. Man, stop playing. You left a girl the bathroom right there. She got to get up and go out of the room just to get the pass. Don't do that. That's disrespect. Man, stop oh, playing. Baby, let that shit out. And I, listen, I braided too. When she let one out, okay, that was about a four right there. When she used the bathroom, she got to close the door too. <laughs> to a different area of the house. If we're both home, right. nobody goes to the bathroom in the, the master bathroom. Nobody. <laughs> I would drive back to Fox or I would go to the guest house or I would send her to the store. I was like, you know what? I need something from Whole Foods. I need something right. from Target. She was like, oh, okay, I'll go get it. And that was my opportunity. To use the bathroom? We got to get you therapy, baby. Um, you can't live like that, baby. I love you. I love you to death, man. We got to sit down and we got to talk about that. that. All right. Nightcap. It's, it's Shannon Sharp show, correct? No, this one's both of them. Shannon Sharp is Club Shay Shay. That's him okay. only. But Nightcaps is him and Chad Ochocinco. Okay. Gotcha. So how do we feel about this? Do you um That was funny. The takes regarding um, you know, <laughs> the nothing beats listen, if we, you find a woman who would open the door for you while going in the bathroom, she's the one. Do you agree with that? I no, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'll just well, you're say married one. I, I know, but I'm obviously incredibly uncomfortable discussing this. Um, I don't think that that is indicative of anything. Uh, I'll just put it that way. It's I think that's personal preference. I do think the uh, the line, we got to get you some therapy, baby, is very funny. Uh, um, and it does sound like he probably needs it. Um, in case it wasn't clear, I dis- I disagree that the door needs to be open, but I don't know that you have to evacuate the state in order to use the bathroom. I do think I would, there's, I would a middle the ground between, there's a middle ground between sharing the bathroom and <laughs> trying to find time in the day where your significant other has left your home to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Shannon Sharp and Chad Oshersingle should both seek that middle ground. But I will say of the two, if you're fine with it, and your partner is fine with it. If like that, if that's something that you're good with, you know, watching each other do those different bodily functions, oh. um, then go for it. I suppose I'm not here to stop you. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. Um, I do see the irony. How? You know, why would some bodily functions be off limits, but others beyond? Right? Like, why would you be okay with some things but not the other? And that's a fair point. But it just is how it is. I'm, I'm with Shannon Sharp on that specific point. <laughs> uh, not the whole, you know, like break up with someone if she fart, like not all that. Like, again, there's a middle ground between the two of them. And I think that that's where most people should aim. And if you land on one side or the other, then that's where you land. You know, you, you work What's it out. What's the with middle ground? But the, the middle ground is uh, everyone uses the bathroom in private but you know you don't have to leave your home in order have to you, allow that have you ever dumped a girl that farted in front of you i don't think i've ever had a girl fart in front of me so what have you jose i dumped girls that farted in front of me like it was a nasty one i'm all right 
You're just like I'm done. So you're so you're actually yes. doing the Chad Ochocinco, right? You're you're judging it. Is the four? No, that's the five. That's the seven. Sharp. All of a sudden, oh, you're done. No. You're a combo of the two. Okay. I'm not like I'm in the, I'm in the middle. Like I don't want you to fart like in front of me and shit. Period. I think that's like I get like when we get the fuck out of here vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, I think guys but, shouldn't do that either. I think I don't fart in front of my girl. If I'm with a girl, I ain't farting. I'm holding that shit in or going, I'm going to go walking out. Do you leave in the room? Lock. I mean, things happen, like, yeah, obviously, and things, and that's why you got to give, I think you got to give everybody a little grace. Things happen, but I'll buy and human, right? Yeah, do that. Yeah, do that in the bathroom. Both both genders. Everybody I know. Whenever I know can. people are comfortable. I know people are comfortable enough to have the door open and do it. Or yeah, the get door open and is like <laughs> no. I knew I knew you were I knew we'd end up here. I was trying I, to do I everything actually in didn't, my, he, I actually the, didn't hear what he that's said. The, that's the ultimate. If you can hit the pumpkin, you you <laughs> I knew that that's, I knew this was going there, and I almost said something that's, to try and preempt. Chad, it. Yo, Ch- I Chad actually, o- o- I totally missed out. I, that sh- I should have yeah, been aware. It, of that. I do think that so Chad. I apologize. <laughs> I do think that that Chad, Chad Ochocinco is probably like, signaling Chad, that he's into that. Yeah, like, Chad Ocho was like, "That's the one to marry." That's how you know if you can handle that. Chad Ochocinco, you know what? I'm adding him to the top six. Chad Ochocinco, Shannon Sharp together. <laughs> oh, their podcast just makes me smile. I love this show funny, so yeah. much. That's funny. Like with the beyond this segment, which there's definitely no doubt. <laughs> as long as they make pods, I will give moments on this show on how they talk about. I mean, you we want to hear about the Jada Pickett Will Smith takes. Watch that from them. Yeah, I'm sure that that was something else because <laughs> they're like I said, we're a couple, so you you got a lot to say, especially because they probably know them both. Like they're both dude. Celebrity. Those they're guys all celebrities, are so, so, they're so funny. They're the funniest NFL. They're really up there, the funniest NFL players. His name's Chad. He legally changed his name to Chad Ochocinco, which isn't even a word. No, it's not how you say that either, which is really funny. <laughs> he ate McDonald's every day during his NFL, his Hall of Fame NFL career, arguably. Yeah, why not? <laughs> if you can, do it. Shannon Sharp is in the Hall of Fame, and God, I just they're just so damn funny. Shannon uh, Sharp is a different show, but sh- not yet, at least. Shannon Sharp's interview with Dwayne Wade, though, I know oh that that's God. a different show. So funny. <laughs> so, so what? what what's uh? Losing in the NBA Finals or or cheating on your wife and, and causing a pregnancy, how does that compare? Well, you're right. How does it compare which, cheating which on your wife? He, say? he said, which is worse? Yeah, what, <laughs> yeah, he said, what's worse? <laughs> cheating on your wife and causing a pregnancy or losing in the Finals? Worse. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> what, what's worse? Again. Think about it, too. Don't wait. <laughs> He was ready. He was. He wasn't sure the answer to that was. This is exactly why I love podcasting and why anybody could do it. All right, just a few more questions, guys. I have some good ones, both relatable to my life, other people's lives, and whatever. Let's uh, end this with some questions, okay? Question time. Okay. So, do you reach out to an ex? and say congratulations if her sports team makes a deep run in the playoffs or maybe win. Like, no. for instance, the Philadelphia Phillies. And, you know, they used to 
like them a lot, you say, hey, congrats, Phillies. I mean, or, you know, you really want them to lose deep down. No, that's weird to me. Out of the blue, be like, hey, I know that team you like did well. Congrats. It's it's weird when you tell a friend, congrats. Like if someone if the Jets make it to the play through through a deep playoff run next year, got you know, God willing, a Super Bowl appearance next year with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. If you could say to me, Congratulations, Ryan, I'm gonna find that weird. Not like offensively weird, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm not on the team, I'm just watching. So, but we're but we're friends. So it's again not offensively. We're like, oh yeah, sure, thanks. But like, if someone you're not talking to anymore gets a message from you saying, "Congrats on that team you like doing well at the thing they do," mm-hmm. that's weird to me. That's weird. I wouldn't do that. I mean, unless you're trying to rekindle something. Like if if, if this is your end to try and start a conversation and to see mm-hmm. if you could pick back up, then yes, it's a smart idea to use that. But like if. If you genuinely just want to say congratulations and you have no ulterior motive, that's strange to me. Don't do that. What do you say, Jose? That just that just screams out desperate. Yeah. And pathetic as fuck. But other than that, I mean, yeah, that's just plain creepy. Like everybody knows I'm a Yankees fan. Imagine X say that shit to me and be like, fucking, I wouldn't. I it'll be super weird, and I can't. I don't think I'll be fast enough to hit the block button. Again, the only time that could work is if is if you're trying trying to to get back in touch, and then then, but then you got to be. But I wouldn't even. But then you basically have to hope that the other person is also low key into that idea because if they're not, like as I said, you're just gonna get blocked. (laughs) It's not a high. It's not a high uh, probability shot, in my opinion. I would right. if they, they get back me. I would I would have been just like, hey, how 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 are you? Right, exactly. Like just to remember, like kind of, I've been like running up up and down your mind that you remember what team I like. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, me and Jose rarely as rare occurrence, we're in hundred percent agreement on this question. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, and um, I guess we'll save the. Is there ever an appropriate time to reach back to an ex and say hello? We'll say that for another time, but the short answer, I guess that really was the answer, the question all along. Is there ever an appropriate time to reach out to an ex to be a friend again, if anything? Okay, be a friend or you have interest of rekindling. Because there's a big, you could say you want to be friends, but then realistically, why are you becoming friends if it kind of broke off and she didn't message you or cared? Like you obviously gonna reach out is because you're interested in seeing what's good with that. So realistically, you're kind of just trying to rekindle. Is there a good time? Is there's never a good time? It's just if you want to scratch that itch, go for it. Go for but it. just be like, hey, how you doing? And kind of see where that goes. And if it dies out super fast, then you kind of kind of got your answer. So I'll say just to answer the question as it was asked, because Jose essentially said that you can never be you you're not you don't want to be a friend again. Let's assume someone out there really does want to just become friends with an ex. Got to give them time, because if you do it too soon, it's going to look like Jose said, no matter what, like mm-hmm. you're just trying to rekindle this, get back to where you were. If you give it enough time, if you give everyone a chance to move on. Like maybe you see that she's dated, like, but don't do it right away. But like, she's, you know, you've dated some more people. She's dated some more people. I don't mean one person. Cause then it looks like you've gotten jealous. Like you've moved on. She's moved on. It's clear. And then you want to reach out again to try and be just friends. You could give it a try. 
Um, I think it is probably also, pretty, it's it's very hard probably to be good friends with someone that you've been romantically entwined with. I would even even I have to admit that, and you know me, I'm forever an optimist about love and relationships. <laughs> but I think that that's very difficult to do, and it won't work at all unless you both very very obviously moved on. It also depends on who left who. Like if you left, if Matt left yes, the girl, no. and Matt wanted. If Matt, it'd be a lot easier if Matt was the one that left the girl and be like, "Hey, I thought of you. What's good? Like, how are you?" That you can. That's an easy way in. But if the if the girl left Matt, right, and just cold turkey and just shut him off completely, it's ten times. I would even, I would even touch it. I would wait for her to come to me. If she never comes, then it never comes. But it could be. Yeah, I could see that. I, I think it could go the other way though. You break up with somebody. Yeah. And then they could be mad at you. Uh, so then you reach out right, later but and be the, like, hey, but they're like not like happy with you. Uh, so I can see it going the other way, too. You know? Right. They're not happy, but they're always, always, always. If I'm the one that left the girl, I find it easier when I'm the one that left the girl. It's easier for me to reach out because then they'll say, hey, whatever. And then after a few minutes, you, you kind of have to get to that awkward conversation. It's like, what happened? Why did you do this? And you kind of mm-hmm. explain your way of thought and you kind of just all right, you let, can move on lie. and then become friends. Right. I guess uh, I find ten times if Matt ever broke up with me and left me, it's ten times harder for me to be like, hey Matt. Like <laughs> me messaging Matt, like, hey Matt. Right. You're going for someone who said, I don't want to talk to you anymore and being like, What's up? That, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Mm. Pretty deep stuff. Matt, you better not leave me. All right, Matt? <laughs> I promise. I promise. So, Jose, this might be a question for you and me, though, with the dating apps. But, Ryan, you can, of course, be involved. Sure. What happens when you match with one person multiple times on an app? Like, what is that? Why do we keep matching? Do we actually are interested in each other? Do we want to be annoying? Like what? What, have what is that? Conver- have, have we? And you never met. Uh, let's say, let's say ten. Okay, let, we never have we matched, but we never conversated. Like we never communicate through that. Um. And so let's say I, I guess, matched I guess, with a girl. Yeah, on yeah. Tinder. Have you have? And no, I'm saying you match with a girl on Tinder. You get off Tinder. Okay. You you know you restart your matches. You match with her again. And you do it right. again and it keep that cycle. But we never, but we never, I never mess, messaged her is what I'm saying. We just keep matching. I keep, but we never, like How I about never both? say, hey, what's up? There's with? one where, there's one scenario, yeah, you don't actually talk to each other. Maybe you attempt to talk to each other, or at least maybe you talk, well, attempt to talk to them and there's no answer. Or the, the other scenario, you have little conversations here and there. It's like, why aren't we, uh, you know, meeting in person? There's two ways, there's well, Tinder is Tinder. You can just like keep swiping, mm-hmm. like everybody does. Just swipe right because you know how they be like on Tinder. Well, Ryan wouldn't know this. Like, as soon as you get on, as soon as you get on Tinder, they'd be like, "Yeah, ninety some odd match, like girls interested in you." But you, they never. Yeah, unless you pay for it, you never see who it is. And half of them are fucking bots anyway. <laughs> so usually, most guys, most guys would be like, "You know what? Fuck this," and just. But you can swipe right on everybody. Don't even look who it goes. Just swipe right and you keep matching. But if you were like Facebook dating, you have to see the girl. So when I match her, if I match with Tinder 
And then I match with her on Facebook dating. Then you kind of know she's interested in you. And you kind of just like, if you're interested in back, go after it. But depends. Mm -hmm. That's a like tricky one because I just swipe right on everybody. (laughs) Even the fact that they think I'm interested, but I really just, I'm just the swipe right type of guy. Right. Yeah, I think honestly, actions speak louder than words. If you're not making plans, we keep matching multiple times. You just somebody's trolling somebody at this point. I wouldn't even say that. I think as a as a as a guy that you're expected, most women probably I'll give you like eighty percent of the women on probably on there expect the guy to make the first move, except for Bumble, like except for moment where the girl has to make their first move first in order they have to initiate, they always expect in their minds, like, damn, homie, I've been matching on every fucking dating site and I haven't heard from you. Mm-hmm. Like, they either, you're just a bot, they're going to think you're a bot or they're going to wait for you to message them back. Right. And then for those, if you actually do message and they don't respond and you keep matching, then... You know, don't bother. Oh, then, then it's like, all right, you're like. Then they're just swiping right on everybody, like Jose does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, and then the la- the next dating apps. So I saw I was watching a TikTok about and this guy's asking people on the street, "What do you think of dating apps?" And a lot of people are negative; they hate them and dating online dating. So the question is, are you the one who's bad at online dating if you hate it? Or are you, or are these dating apps just destined to fail for some people? If that makes sense. Those are like two very different. All right, questions. let me let's let's restart then. My question on the dating apps: If you hate dating apps, is that more on you not being successful at the dating app, quote unquote successful, mm-hmm. or is it you know the other way around and it's just maybe not your thing? <laughs> So there's enough people now, they've been around long enough that there's been people who have like, you know, started families with matches on Tinder, right? Like they've married. And and so I would say just genuinely, like if you personally don't like dating apps, it probably has to do with a lack of success on dating app, which is probably just you (laughs) Um, or maybe a lack of confidence in yourself and you're not really putting yourself out there in a way that makes sense for a dating app. Uh, But I would say that it's, you have to be equally differently, but equally as confident to date people you meet in real life. Um, Again, I've never used a dating app. All of my dates I met beforehand Uh, people that I met in my daily life. Um, (laughs) And so I mean, you can easily, and there's people who do be like, oh, dating is really hard. Like, you know, you have to, the way that I, you know, met my wife, the way that like that happens, like you have to talk to people, get to know people. And it's hard to figure out like when to do that. Like you can't just go to someone that you've only talked to at a party once and necessarily like start up another conversation unless maybe you see, like, I know there's people I talked to after like seeing them at multiple parties, right. Or like seeing them at, in multiple other scenarios. And like, so at that point, you would talk for a while and there's people who hate that because that, that requires a lot of like talking face-to-face interactions with genuinely a complete stranger, not even someone like that you've messaged back and forth with. Like at least when you've messaged with someone, you have 
maybe you have a sense of a person, right? You know how they kind of speak, you know, the certain things about them when you get there, when you just walk up to a stranger, <laughs> you don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that's like really also, that's also really hard to do. And for them, dating apps are probably way better because they can put out the information they want people to know off rip and they can have that conversation in a low stake setting where you're just messaging, getting to know each other just through words. You don't have to worry about anything else. So, I think that, yeah, no matter what you're, whatever you think about dating, it's probably just because you're bad at it and not in like a mean way. I'm not like, oh, you're bad at it. Get good at it because I would probably be very bad at online dating. I don't really understand how it works. Um, Come on, Ryan. But give yourself more credit, Ryan. Well, maybe not. Maybe I'd be great at it. I don't know. I've never done it. Um, but that's the kind of the point. Like if I said, I don't like Tinder, right? That doesn't mean anything. I've never even used the thing. It's just I'm comfortable with something else. And so I think that, yeah, if, if you go around saying I don't like online dating, it's probably because you're not having a lot of success in online dating. But mm-hmm. a lot of people have. And so I would ha- I'd find it hard pressed to say that online dating is bad because a lot of people have used it very successfully. So and started I think families, as you said. Right. I think it's more just maybe you're not maybe it's not for you. Maybe you're not great at it. Maybe you crave a personal connection that you can't get earlier. Maybe you're better in a, you know, maybe you're better on the fly, less, you know, less curated conversation. I I don't know, but I would say that it's more you being bad at it than it being a bad concept. I wouldn't, I mean, I kind of disagree with the whole you being bad. It's really impossible being bad at it. Not successful. It's well it's like if it depends it's like think of online dating as fishing right right you don't depending love on where you fish well <laughs> Continue, you're fine it's it's your it depends on your intentions and what yeah. are you truly looking for you're trying to like like me i think if you're a woman and you want something really serious nine out of ten times you you're if you're on tinder and you're paying for, you're not paying for it, you want the free version, you're kind of getting me and Matt. Me and Matt are just looking for a good time. So if you're looking for some, some a wifey material and you're on Tinder, that is free with the rest of us, you're 90%, 90% of what you're looking for is going to be us. We're sending dick pics. We're telling dumb jokes. Hey, I don't say that. Yeah, I'm about to say, Matt, you want, you want to co-sign I, on all I'm this? Not saying, no, no. I'm not saying, but what I'm saying is you get if that you want if you're getting that type nine out of ten guys you're swiping or you're interested in is what you're getting you pay for what you get basically so when you're on like unless you're going most of those are like match where you're paying 29.99 every month you're gonna get serious people which now ups your ante of getting something serious but like i said it depends on what where you're fishing in that sense so when they hate I get it. For a woman, it sucks. It probably does. You're probably getting a hundred messages from a hundred dudes and a hundred dudes saying, let me see what's under, show me a picture or let me see this. What's your Instagram? You get, so they're getting straight up harassed. I totally get it. And then I totally, when there's an ugly dude that's 400 pounds on it, trying to get the best looking model on the damn thing and gets no looks. I get it. You also have to really, like, when you're on online dating, you have to be realistically, you have to look, ask yourself, what do you really want? And kind of put your, and kind of look at yourself and put you on a real notion that 
of what who you are as a person and what you can offer and kind of go for that because you're not you shouldn't be online dating i mean you can swipe right on a 10 be my guest but be kind of realistic that the chances of you living in your mama's basement working at, as a manager at dunkin donuts and this girl's living in met and sometime in manhattan doing god knows some high-end job Chances are it ain't going to go as well as you think it is. Chances are she'd probably be like, hey, what do you do for work? Oh, I run a McDonald's on Connecticut Avenue. <laughs> Chances are she's going to just be like, I'm done. So you also kind of lower your expectancy. So be realistically, if you come with a game plan, you straight. You should be fine. But if you're thinking tomorrow I'm going to sign up for Facebook dating and I'm going to find the woman in my dreams, of course that shit's going to crash and burn. Damn, Jose, you, yeah. Jose, you might have figured out online dating for a lot of people there. Well, I want to say this too. Well, I want to say that I want to go forward and say this because I think people should really start trying to mix in the in-person dating into their online. Because I think most people I know, and I don't, I have a lot of friends who are coupled up now. Uh, not they're not all married, but some of them are, and the rest of them are usually you know with partners that have been with for a while. But um, you have any single friends? Uh, Matt is single. You are single as well. Um, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about women. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. single women? No. Oh, Genuinely, no. Right. I have a couple of uh, friends who are women. None of them are single. Uh, some of them are married. But anyway, uh, so my point is that I think that most people are dating almost exclusively online now. And to me that means you have to date a certain type of way, certain type of people, certain type of expectations. You talked about the guy in Connecticut Avenue running the McDonald's in the high end executive in Manhattan, you know, where it might get a little easier for you now, depending on how funny you are, how charming you are, what you look like. What if you meet that person out in Manhattan, you're in a dark bar and you know, you start talking to somebody it's not going to come up instantly that where you work, you can be charming. You can be funny. You can be handsome. You can be a lot of things before they find out where you work or you find out where she works or he works. So I'm just going to say, I'm going to throw this out here in person gives you a lot more leeway in how the conversation goes, because it's not planned. When you're sitting there, click clacking on your thumbs, it's curated. It's like an algorithm. And you guys maybe don't even know it, but like, you know, like this is what I say first. Then they come back with this and I hit them with this. Like, I mean, we've talked about on the show a bunch of times, like the ways you go, like say this, and then you go there and then you do this, you feel this out. When you're in person, you don't, it doesn't, it's not linear like that. It just happens. So I think that people should add more of that in. Um, Obviously, online dating is super helpful for a lot of people. As I described earlier, I'm not taking any of that back, but I do think, you know, go out there, experience the world, meet new people. You might find somebody. A fucking men to that. And I agree. I really agree with you, Ryan on that hard. Especially I remember one time I asked somebody simply asked like, what do I do? It's like, she was like, where, where, what was it? No, she asked, what, what did I do over the weekend? So I explained, oh, I was in New Jersey doing this, that, and the other. And she said, did an AI write this? Un- unfollow. So it is. it can feel that. It does feel formulaic. like formulaic very much so. And especially in the last few months in particular for me, and I definitely have gone into bad habits maybe because it's just been so long and, and uh, whether it's being impatient or what and then understanding is like wow i 
I am better than this. I am not showing my true self. I'm not turning myself to 11. And, you know, hearing that is, it's, it is true, especially the just going out there part and understanding, use the app as just a planning tool. I do think one thing is good if you could FaceTime them before too, because you do have to meet the person twice. And I, I think that helps. And I probably for the rest of my time dating, I probably will ask, can we FaceTime first? And I do think that'll establish something. And for somebody who's had legitimate relationships off of those apps, that definitely very much worked to, as a start for that. So I'm not as cynical about it. I literally just look at it as a way to talk people, especially in the stalemate era. And whatever happens, happens. And I just have faith that it'll happen someday. And I, I really believe that. Just have to have some patience, understand where you're at in life. And... um just love yourself over everything and you should be all right. Love yourself. Love each mm -hmm. other. Love yourself. Yeah, and find somebody. Everybody, every guy. I like how you say love love yourself. A lot of guys do that at night. Lonely ones. Lonely guys love themselves? Damn. Actually, I think they loathe you themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes that it is, is so definitely I'm just Some saying I don't need no woman to fulfill my life 100%. <laughs> Be nice. Take your power. I like it. Take your power. There you back. go. Remember, for me, you have to like the podcast first if you're going to date me. <laughs> or at least you have to respect the, no better. Matt's you a father. Genuinely, you generally have to respect it at least. Matt is a father. And I'll tell you, so so you one love, thing. If you don't love his kid, you don't love Matt. And especially appropriate for this third anniversary. I know for a fact within the next 50 years, this will be a legitimate brand that makes legitimate revenue. And ever since I started the show, particularly my dating life hasn't been as, we'll say the word successful as it's before. <laughs> and I haven't dated long term since I've had the pod. The most was a two month relationship and she respected it. So. At the end of the day, this is a big pursuit for a lot of people, not just me. And if you don't at least respect, you don't even have to listen to it or like it. You probably shouldn't like listen to it at some points. I mean, the sense that like, you know, if I apply my everyday life, like the, anyone who's married to a radio host or podcast, like you think, you know, Big Cat's wife of these says that she listens. But anyways, the point of the matter is you just have to respect the show. So it, I can understand if I have a chance with someone, at least they respect it. So... Respect and I know it's going to work out. If they don't think so either, see ya. Fuck you. I don't care. You're a three-year-old son, Matt, and you're going to protect him. You're damn right. This is going to be a great show. This is a great show, and it's going to be even better. And it's going to lead to job opportunities. It's going to lead to inspiration, and it's going to lead to legitimate content. That makes your world And better. eventually, a date for Matt. We're almost there. Me and Jose are almost there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My first, I will, I'm going to have to reply. I've asked for enough dating advice on this show. I have exactly. no chance to explain applying. what's happened. I haven't gone on a date since. I've definitely canceled some dates. That's but, a, um, yeah, that's a that's an indictment on me and Jose. We're going to have to turn that around. <laughs> but don't since worry. I was thinking maybe one, you know, I was thinking, Matt, maybe one day we can take the podcast and we go go on like in speed dating. Go to the city and just try one of those speed dating rounds. <laughs> That'd be funny. I've seen people do this trend on I'd TikTok watch that one. where they do speed dating on the thing we make a show. I would show totally do that. 
Listen, I oh, know. Yeah, Brian in the corner just recording while we just. Oh yeah, I'll have the camera. Every girl. Don't <laughs> one of, date the cameraman. He's he's married. One of the yes. best things I've ever heard on this show is you don't know who that special person is. You don't know that they exist. So whoever that is, we can look back at the third anniversary show and say, "Here's me talking about you before I meet you," and it's gonna be dope. That's true. All right, one last question, right. or two questions, because um, one short is un, you follow somebody on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or OnlyFans, do you think that unfollowing somebody from a social media account is the ultimate sign of disrespect? No. Now, I should probably share the story that I got out of this. <laughs> so I was, I, I was talking with somebody for a little bit, a little bit. Went on a couple of dates. Both agreed that we are probably better as friends. Then, um, you know, don't talk for a little bit. And you know what? I'm in a place where I would like some more friends beyond, you know, who I podcast with. Other non-podcaster friends. So I was like, you know what? I will pursue this. I generally, for somebody I was briefly interested in, and we friend-zoned each other, that's fine. You know, I was the one who started, who said we should be friends. But anyways, and, uh, you know, they don't really, they didn't really talk to me that much. It's like, okay, fine. This is absolutely no looking back. Get back in touch a little bit. And um, she claimed she was sick for a long time. Like, she must have been sick for like three weeks in the last three weeks where we talked. She said, let's hang out. No, she she didn't. She confirmed it wasn't COVID. She was just sick. Mm. So um, we just decided to hang. So, you know, she said she would hang out as friends and stuff, and like like that, and like do fall things, and um, you know. Then the conversation died out. Didn't talk much. Didn't say anything ill will or anything bad. So I was like, okay, you said you want to be friends, but we're not making the plans to be friends or to hang out outside. That's fine. I. Doesn't seem to be much of a friendship here. And we're not talking on the reg. So whether this was right on me or not, I will say that. I unfollowed her. <laughs> then I get a text. How salty, aren't you? No, I'm not salty. I'm, I don't care. I'm just saying this for the content's sakes. I genuinely don't care. Wow. For Then, you know, a few days later, I get thanks for the unfollow. You know, rude emojis, a, a rude vibe. I didn't respond. There's nothing to respond. I don't have to explain myself. And I genuinely thought into a thinking about another story that I once unfollowed somebody that I dated much longer. And we, at this point, we decided, you know, we're moving on with our lives. Them too. They responded, why'd you unfollow? In fact, Instagram was the one that ratted me out as a sex, as a suggested follower. So now I have a couple examples of this, people being upset about me and following them. And then I thought, after all this, unfollowing somebody must be the ultimate sign of respect, disrespect. Or do they care enough about me that they were upset that um, I unfollowed them? Obviously, obviously they care. No, now I'm going to feel bad. <laughs> I will also say we have been, as a society... 
could like conditioned to feel disrespect over something that is frankly stupid. Um, yeah, there's literal news stories about this person unfollowed this team, right. like an athlete unfollowed this team. Because I mean, listen, we're all of us by virtue of being you know, with these microphones right now are a little guilty of this. So I'm not trying to preach too much genuinely, but we all have this thing, right? Where we want everyone to like us and we want everyone to prove, like we want to have a, a collection of people to say, look at all these people who like me and find me interesting and want to hear from me and want to see what I'm doing. We want that. It's We've been mm-hmm. conditioned through social media to want that. It's been that way since 2010, probably. It's certainly now if it wasn't back then. And so I think that ultimate sign of disrespect, no. You could certainly be more disrespectful to people than that. <laughs> Is it disrespectful? Yeah. Um, and do people, people see it as disrespectful? Yeah, hundred percent. Because again, we've been conditioned to seek that validation. And so when we don't have it, when we don't get that validation, we get very, very upset. So I, I do think that, um, to answer your question, is it disrespectful? Yes. Ultimate disrespectful? No. Well, see, that's maybe, maybe, maybe it is better to hit the, uh, the mute button sometimes. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about mute versus whatever, but yeah. Unfollow. I usually I usually just restrict out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> I don't and plus I won't hurt their feelings. Well, apparently I guess I hurt their feelings by unfollowing them. And to those people I've unfollowed yeah. and I hurt your feelings, I am genuinely sorry. I wouldn't have done it oh, if I knew damn. it would have upset you. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm generally don't give a fuck. Just, I well, I thought that's how they would feel. There's definitely people you're under up. no you're under no obligation to follow someone. So don't feel like you need to you follow don't. someone just because we've been conditioned. If you don't want to follow someone, don't follow them. Yes. So get over it. No yeah. longer in as, as for Plus, you too, but anyways, you said they said that they were going to do fall things with me, and I see him well, do yeah, a fall face a, with I mean, someone that's else. A, that's a little petty, but uh, <laughs> I, won't <laughs> lie to you. I won't pretend that that's not a little petty. But you're allowed to, for whatever mm. reason you want, petty or otherwise, to be like, yeah, I don't want to follow this person anymore. I don't want to see their pictures. I don't want to see their posts. You're allowed to do that. Anyone's allowed to do it. It's for right. country. So, so right. I'm with you. you. So don't respond back like, hey, F you for not following me. I anymore. wouldn't. Because then it goes from like a little petty to like significantly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, all right. The last thing to talk about here to complete the third anniversary show is. Do you ever look yourself in the mirror and just say, man, look at that sexy motherfucker. Every man in the gym. <laughs> Obviously not. Why not? I've never said that sentence ever, actually. Well, I'd be like, every time I'm on this podcast, I look at Ryan and like, damn, that's a sexy motherfucker. I can't wait to be like him one day. One person person, uh, one time told me, this was a man, by the way, this was not a woman, uh, before anyone asks, but this person didn't like me very much. And when asked by a third party, I didn't ask, I didn't care. Uh, Why don't you like Ryan? The response was his face and his voice. Um, and so that sticks with me sometimes. We need to uh, find this person. No, we don't. We definitely don't. But um, I just think about that sometimes. So to answer your question, no. I've never been like, you know, oh, you sexy. No, doesn't come up. But more times I think, hmm, wow. There's people out there 
who hate me for my face and my voice. <laughs> now that's impressive. Imagine being hated for two things that you can never fix. <laughs> and so that, that powers me instead. Um, and that's, again, it helped me develop a personality. So there you go. I like that. What a great way to end it. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you like it, Matt. The well, Ryan, you're so proving much, but... <laughs> you're, pro- you're proving that you are the fucking man. That's right. You don't have to have a good face or voice to talk into a YouTube video. You'd think you would. You'd think that that would be needed, but it turns out they they can't stop you. Man, don't give up on your dreams, my friends. I leave you with that. And the third anniversary show comes to an end. Here's to many more years of great content. And then let's make sure that year three is even better than the two years prior. Absolutely. Ryan Page, Jose Rivera, thank you so much for an awesome third anniversary show. Thanks, Matt. I knew it. I knew that would be awesome and great stuff from Jose and Ryan. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter and X at Procavo Pod, We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So yeah, that wraps up an incredible third anniversary show. Now let's head into the weekend where we can enjoy ourselves. It's going to rain again in the Northeast. What's new? But still make sure you have a great weekend regardless. Next week is Halloween, so essentially this is Halloween week. So watch your horror movies, get your treats, get your costumes. Be prepared to have a good time and also be safe while you are doing it. So we will get into that next week. We have a whole new batch of shows and we have the NBA starting next week. And we are getting ready to uh, get an NBA show for you. So we got that in the works. Check out our social media platforms for when that is dropping. We tentatively have it for this Tuesday. So that would mean shows on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. We definitely have our NFL show on Wednesday, college football on Thursday, and back here on Friday with another tweet cap. And since the NBA starts on Tuesday, uh, we are working and trying to make sure we can record on Monday night for an NBA preview show on Tuesday night. So we don't have it officially set up yet. It's in the works. We have people saying, I might be able to do it. I have to let you know. That's fine. So just check it out on our social media platforms. When the episode will drop, we will definitely let you know. Or on Tuesday, when you wake up, you will see the NBA show right there for you, our NBA preview. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you have a wonderful weekend. As we mentioned, I want to thank Jose Rivera and Ryan Pace for their contributions to the show today. I want to thank Dolo Run, a.k.a. Alex DeJesus, for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you for the three years of support, for being the very best audience a podcast can ask for, and always being there no matter what, and joining us on the ride to grow this brand all right 
Year three underway. Let's make sure we are bigger than last year and keep on growing from there. A lot of great content is coming your way, and let us enjoy this ride together. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I will be seeing you next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family, and let's make these big moves. All right, see you next week. Peace. All she needed was some.